The Revelations of St. Gertrude, written by herself. Chapter 22 How St. Gertrude was admitted to the vision of God, of the kiss of peace, and other similar favors. I should be unjust in recalling the gratuitous gifts which I have received from thy charitable clemency, if I ungratefully passed over what was granted to my unworthiness by their most loving clemency during a certain Lent. For on the second Sunday, as they sang at Mass before the procession, it appeared to me that my face was pressed to another face, as St. Bernard says, not a form, but forming, not attracting the bodily eye, but rejoicing the heart, giving freely gifts of love, not merely in appearance, but in reality. In this most enchanting vision, thine eyes, bright as the solar rays, appeared opposite to mine, and thou alone knowest how thou, my dearest Lord, affected not only my soul, but even my body and all my strength. But even as the rose is more beautiful and gives forth a sweeter fragrance in the spring when it flourishes than in the winter when it is dried up, and like the remembrance of a joy that is past, rekindles in us some pleasure to think of it, so I desire by some comparison to declare what I felt in this most joyful vision, to extol thy love, so that if those who read this receive similar or even greater favors, they may thereby be excited to acts of thanksgiving. I myself, by recalling them frequently, will inflame the negligence of my gratitude beneath the rays of this burning glass. When thou didst display thy most adorable face, the source of all blessedness, embracing me, unworthy, a light of inestimable sweetness passed through thy deified eyes into mine, passing through my inmost being, operating in all my members with admirable power and sweetness. First, it appeared as if the marrow were taken from my bones. Then my flesh and bones appeared annihilated, so much so that it seemed as if my substance no longer had any consciousness save of that divine splendor which shone in so inexplicable and delightful a manner that it was the source of the most inestimable pleasure and joy to my soul. What shall I say further of this most sweet vision? For all the eloquence in the world, if employed daily to persuade me, could never convince me that I should behold thee more clearly, even in glory, O my God, the only salvation of my soul, if thou hadst not taught me by experience. If anything, human or divine, can exceed the blessedness of thy embrace in this vision, I may truly say that, unless thy divine virtue possessed the person, the soul would never remain in the body after a momentary taste of this blessedness. I render thanks to thee through the union of mutual love which reigns in the adorable Trinity for what I have so often experienced and that thou hast deigned to favor me with thy caresses so that while I sat meditating or reading the canonical hours or saying the office of the dead thou hast often during a single psalm 
embraced my soul many times with a kiss, which far surpasses the most fragrant perfumes or the sweetest honey. I have often observed thou didst look on me favorably in the condescending caresses thou didst give to my soul. But though all these things were filled with an extreme sweetness, I declare, nevertheless, that nothing touched me so much as this majestic look. For this, and for all the other favors, whose value thou alone knowest, mayest thou rejoice forever in that ineffable sweetness surpassing all comprehension, which the divine persons communicate mutually to each other in the bosom of the divinity. May a like thanksgiving, or, if possible, one even greater, be rendered to thee for an extraordinary favor thou hast granted me, of which thou alone knowest, and which is so great that I can neither fully express it by my feeble words, nor altogether pass over it in silence. Lest I should lose the remembrance of it through my frailty, I write this to recall it to my memory and to excite my gratitude. But, my God, do not allow the meanest of thy servants to be guilty of such an excess of madness as voluntarily to forget, even for a single instant, the gratitude which she is bound to have for the visits with which thou hast honored her of thy pure and gratuitous liberality, and which she has received for so many years without meriting them. For although I am the most unworthy of all creatures, I declare that these visits with which thou hast favored me far surpass anything that could be merited during this life. I, therefore, implore thy sweetest mercy to preserve this gift to me for thy glory, with the same goodness with which thou hast so liberally bestowed it, without any merit on my part, so that all creatures may glorify thee eternally for it, since the more my unworthiness is made known, the more resplendently thy mercy will shine forth. Chapter 23 Recapitulation of the Gifts Already Mentioned The saint complains of her infirmity and ingratitude. May my soul bless thee, O Lord God, my Creator, from the inmost steps of my heart, and let it declare the mercies with which thy charity has abounded and encompassed me, O my sweetest love. I give thanks, as far as I am able, to thine immense mercy. I praise and glorify the longanimity of thy patience, which is born with me while I pass the years of my infancy, childhood, and youth, even until my twenty-fifth year, in such blindness and folly that if thou hadst not preserved me, either by the natural dread of which, which thou didst give me for evil, or an inclination for good, or by the reproofs of others, and by so many aids, and if thou hadst not saved me by thy pure mercy, I would have sinned at every opportunity, either by my thoughts, words, or actions, even as if I had been an infidel in the midst of the infidels, and not known my God, that thou wert the rewarder of good and the avenger of evil, although thou didst choose me, even from the age of five years, to live in the bosom of holy religion among thy most faithful friends. Although thy felicity, O Lord, can neither increase nor diminish, and thou needest not our goods, nevertheless, 
Neither my negligences nor my faults have diminished thy praises, if I may so speak. I, who am so justly bound to glorify thee continually with all creatures and with all the powers of my soul. Thou alone knowest how profoundly my soul is touched by thy condescension toward it. Therefore, O loving Father, I offer thee for the remission of my sins all the sufferings which thy beloved Son endured from the hour when he wept on straw in a manger, all the sufferings of his infancy, the privations of his childhood, the griefs of his youth, and the bitter sufferings of his manhood, until the hour when he bowed his head upon the cross and gave up the ghost with a loud cry. Furthermore, in satisfaction for all my negligences, I offer to thee, O loving Father, the life of thy divine Son, which was so perfect in every thought, word, and action, from the time when he came down from thy celestial throne to the virgin's womb, and thence came forth into this world, until the hour when he presented to thy fatherly regard his victorious and glorified body. I beseech thee, for the love of thy only Son, and by the virtue of thy Holy Spirit, that whoever shall desire to supply for my deficiencies, either during my life or after my death, for thy glory, even by a sigh or good work, that thou wilt receive for them also, and for the remission of their sins and negligences, the offerings which I make thee of the conversation and sufferings of thy divine Son. That I may effectually obtain my request, I conjure thee to perpetuate my desire to all eternity, and even when I shall reign by thy grace with thee in heaven. I adore and bless with thanksgiving and with all humility thy ineffable charity, O Father of mercies, by which, notwithstanding the disorders of my life, thou hast had thoughts of peace toward me and not of severity, overwhelming me with the greatness and multitude of thy benefits, even as if I had led the life of an angel among men. Having entered on my twenty-sixth year, Thou, Lord, who art the true light shining in the darkness, didst put an end to my spiritual obscurity and darkness and to my youthful vanities. For at this time Thou didst give me evident tokens of Thine amazing charity and of Thine amiable presence, and Thou didst teach me by a loving reconciliation to know thee and to love thee. And having made me enter into my interior, which was until then unknown to me, thou didst act toward me in marvelous and hidden ways, so that thou didst seem to take the same delight in dwelling in my soul as a friend in living with his friend or a bridegroom with his bride. Thou didst visit me then at different times and in different ways to preserve this commerce of charity, but especially on the vigil of the Annunciation and before the Ascension, commencing thy work on that day in the morning and completing it after Compline, by granting me that favor which ought to be a subject of admiration and reverence to all creatures, namely, that from that hour until now I never found thee absent from my heart for a single instant when I entered therein except once when thou wert absent for eleven days.
This has been taken from The Revelations of St. Gertrude, Part 2 of The Life and Revelations of St. Gertrude the Great. This work is available through TAN Books. For more information, call 1-800-437-5876 or find them on the web at www.tanbooks.com. This work is in the public domain.